Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicas.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's subject puts Vedanta and its semiconductor ambitions on the cover. Joining me to talk about it is Forbes India's Manu Bharatchandran. Hi, Manu. Nice to have you back. Hi, Abhishek. Uh, Abhishek, good to hear your voice and, um, and, and thank you for having me. Thank you very much. And uh, Manu, before we dive into the main subject, Vedanta is a mining giant. It's into way too many things in that it, it has a presence in various industries. It has dented a few. When did it get into semiconductors and what was the thought around that? So uh, sometime in late 2021, the Indian government announced a semiconductor policy uh, where they sort of uh, said that, you know, we will be providing subsidy. And we invite companies to come forward and set up semiconductor plants in India, semiconductor, glass display, you know, things like that. Primarily because the government's thinking is that we've been importing and we continue to import a lot of electronic goods. There are very few countries across the globe that manufacture semiconductors. There's the US, there's uh, Taiwan, there's China, there's some bits in Netherlands. Keeping in line with the government's Make in India initiative, you know, trying to be a sort of an Atmanirbhar Bharat, they had invited applications for setting up semiconductor uh, industry in India. Which is where Vedanta jumped right in. They already had a, a glass display business running uh, that they had, uh, you know, sort of acquired uh, sometime back. I think it was around 2017 or so. So, so they jumped in and they said, "We will, we will come forward and we will set up the semiconductor business uh, manufacturing plant in India." Now, the government offers about 10 billion dollars. Entire outlay for that project is about 10 billion dollars. So of course, that's about 50 percent of of what uh, you know the cost would be for companies. So that is where they jumped in 2021 and they had to get approvals and things like that. So now it's pending in front of the government. They have partnered with Foxconn uh, to sort of build that whole semiconductor plant. Right. And you open your article as well, talking about uh, how Akash Heber, uh, he's the managing director of uh, the semiconductor and global display business of Vedanta. So they have a proper division in place with uh, uh, Mr. Heber at the helm. He, he himself has a uh, background in uh, technology, doesn't he? And then it, he, he hasn't taken the conventional route where you directly inherit uh, the business. So tell us about that. How how, how did right. he get into the venture? Right. Uh, from what I understand, I mean, Akarsh uh, joined the family business only in 2017. Uh, he got married into the family sometime in 2013 or so. But then post his marriage, he had gone to do his MBA. And then after that, he had come back to work with McKinsey. And McKinsey is something that he had been he really wanted to work with because they sort of have a technology division which interacts with the top sort of uh, IT companies, uh, tech companies across the world. So while he was doing that, you know, he sort of had this conversation with his father-in-law, basically, where he asked him, you know, why haven't you been joining the business? You know, uh, why don't you go try out the mines? And that was something that really didn't fancy fancy. He didn't really enjoy it, which was around the same time that um, Sagarwal was looking to acquire uh, Avant Strat, the, the Japanese company, from the Carlyle Group. He went and looked at it as part of McKinsey and then was quite uh, fascinated by it, told his father-in-law that we should acquire it. Then And then he was put in charge of that. So Avant Strat at that point only had the LCD sort of manufacturing business. What they tell me is that there are only about four or five companies across the world uh, who sort of got this skill to manufacture this. Uh, so these guys being one of them, the remaining three are based in Korea. And I think there's one one in the US. At that point, I think Vedanta was also very keen on setting up a, a, a sort of an LCD business, flat TV business in India. They had floated a company called Twin Star Display Technologies. But I think that didn't go through. Uh, it, it didn't somehow work out. 
But uh, one strat was there at the background. And then when the government announced the semiconductor policy is when they jumped in. Now they've got the experience with the LCD uh, substrate business. And uh, and now they've also got, they, they've sort of tied up with Fox for the semiconductor bit. And how did the uh, whole semiconductor shortage, uh, the chip shortage, uh, how did it affect the company? Or is it that they were in the in the business at the right time? I think the fact is that uh, globally, we did see, a, you know, if you look at it from an automotive point, manufacturers in India, uh, especially if you remember through the COVID period and post that, if you try to book a car, you know, it would take a long time for the delivery. Much of that because all of these automakers were sort of constrained by production uh, uh, skills. I mean, basically, uh, there were not enough uh, vehicles being manufactured because the semi there was an acute shortage of semiconductors. These are basically used in your displays and things like that. A lot of, uh, so, you know, the internal parts of the vehicle. Obviously, clearly, there has been a, a global sort of dearth of semiconductors. And, uh, and when you're reliant on just one or two countries to sort of deliver, it creates a massive sort of uh, shortage and problem globally. Uh, which is why, you know, uh, companies across the world are sort of looking at China plus one and all of that, which is where the Indian government sort of stepped in and said, look, now it's time. Maybe we should sort of tap into this massive uh, opportunity that is there in semiconductors. We should manufacture our own semiconductors because electronic imports, I mean, especially during COVID and post that, you know, we we, we are all heavily reliant on, on your mobile phones, on your TV, on, you know, all, all things gadgets these days. So how do you cater to that? That is, uh, you've got to be self-sufficient and which is what was government's thinking, which is where these guys have jumped in. Now, it's going to obviously take them a few more years before they start bringing out their own product, their own target that they'll see revenues only by 2027 in the semiconductor business they'll see revenues in the glass business by 2025 now all of this obviously depends on the government approvals which according to a report yesterday says that the government is sort of in the final stages now the approval should come in talking about time you said 2027 before they start uh, reaping benefits of it i think was it mr heber who, who told you that it's it's a long gestation period it's not like 5 10 but it's like a 20 year time frame that you need to look at when it comes to the semiconductor industry like a let's say a mango seed uh, which will take a while before it starts bearing fruit absolutely so it's going to it's going to take that time but uh, you know simultaneously there are a few other players who are keen on it vedanta probably and most likely will be the first of the players uh, but like as Mr. Hebar says in the story, you know, we, we want an entire ecosystem to develop. We want more players to sort of come into this. Vedanta could just be the first of the, the lot. There could be many more players who will come in to, to help build that sort of ecosystem. Are there any right now or is Vedanta uh, an exception? Absolutely. There are, there are none right now. These guys will be the first to sort of set up that uh, manufacturing uh, facility in it. Right. And so where, where next? Where is it that uh, is... is so what I understand, they've yeah. struck a deal with Gujarat. Uh, the government has uh, basically, I think, uh, you know, the Prime Minister, from what they've told me, the Prime Minister has made announcements in some of his election speeches. And then Ashwini Vaishnav himself had made, uh, was there for, uh, you know, signing some agreement at, at Dholera in Gujarat. But that is on one side, but they're also still scouting for some other sort of uh, land, uh, you know, that they want to sort of consider before they do the final agreement uh, as of now they have been allotted land in dholera is what i understand you also had a chance to talk with uh, anil agarwal so how does he see semiconductor business uh, as part of his conglomerate and uh, how important is it for him he spoke at length about you know what has been happening with the semiconductor industry and and generally you know and and he sort of echoes what his son in law says about you know why we we really need to sort of uh, bring in import substitution and 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 you know 
uh, be able to manufacture this in India and not be reliant on countries globally. Now, interestingly, all of this plans uh, around semiconductor also comes at a time when Vedanta has had, uh, you know, on the back of what has happened at Adani globally, there have been question marks about Vedanta's debt. Vedanta has a uh, I think about a $13 billion debt. And also, you know, Mr. Agarwal himself was trying to uh, bring some uh, cash into his business by selling, you know, the Vedanta Zinc business to Hindustan Zinc Limited, which is a subsidiary of, uh, which is, you know, part of uh, Vedanta Group, but the government sort of blocked it. That was about $3 billion that didn't come through. So, you know, there were a lot of questions about, you know, how they're going to uh, be dealing with debt. Despite all of that, he seems quite confident. He says uh, the company generates about 60,000-70,000 crores in cash every year. And, and they've invested uh, $35 billion in the past years. So there's really no concern about their debt. There shouldn't be much problem. Vedanta essentially now wants to be, uh, you know, on one side, wants to be in the natural resources, which is their forte. You know, your zinc, aluminum, silver, name it, you know, all the natural resources they want to be. Now, on the other side, they also want to focus on the on the new age industries, which is where, you know, semiconductors, glass display, sterilite technologies, you know, a company, they have a renewable energy business. So that is on another side. So that's that's basically the two uh, two arms under the bigger umbrella of Vedanta that he's, he's looking to build uh, over the few years. And and I think semiconductor is something that he's he's very passionate about, very confident about, uh, you know, doing well. And what he told me in terms of his vision is that, you know, he doesn't want an India where, you know, people are scouting for jobs. Instead, you know, what this does is uh, enable people to uh, have access to technology, which in turn will generate entrepreneurs, create ecosystem of SMEs and MSMEs and, you know, things like that. So seems quite bullish about it. Excellent. Uh, big capex as well, isn't it? Uh, some one point five four lakh crores. Uh, That's the, yes. That is the outlay for the entire uh, semiconductor mm. uh, program, but uh, of which I think fifty percent will be yeah. The remaining fifty percent of which I think twenty percent will come from state subsidies. You know, in terms mm. of power and things like that. Uh, the remaining is what Vedanta has to bring to the table. Now, of that, yeah. they will bring about thirty uh, percent. They say they are not, uh, you know, uh, sort of struggling for cash, so they're mm. okay. Uh, and 70% they should be able to, uh, you know, get as debt funding and which he refers to as, you know, as uh, there's about $3 billion that is available, $3 trillion available for uh, in, in debt across the world, you know, for infrastructure, semiconductor industry and so on. So it shouldn't be really difficult for them to tap into that. So net net, they're all right, you know, in terms of uh, funding for the project. Lovely. We look forward to a follow-up story on uh, this one, Manu, in due course from you. Thanks a lot <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> for, for your time on this podcast. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much, Abhishek. Thank you. All you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com or any other app that you use to download your podcasts. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.